Welcome to Business and Beauty, the podcast for all things entrepreneurship and pageantry. Nancy Wynn Lyles provides personal insights as a small business owner and pageant girl. Whether you want to start your business or be a part of the pageant community, we're sure that you'll find something here to help you connect with confidence. Welcome, Miss Christina Destava. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me on. I am so excited to meet you. First of all, you are a DePaul girl too. I did not know that. I went to DePaul, Chicago, about ten years ago, and I love meeting fellow Blue Demons. Who are- yes, <laughs> I love my university. Actually, you know, it's going to be my third quarter, and I'm looking forward to graduating with a master's in applied diplomacy. Hopefully by January, early January. That's the goal. We'll see how that pans out. That is amazing. I actually took the diplomacy exam years ago. I did the first part, which was multiple choice. Then the second part was all paragraphs. And then the third part, we went to DC to get examined. And I did not do well. But I cannot wait. What you're Because you're bilingual or how many languages? Yes, I speak a total of five languages. Oh my goodness, that is amazing. What do you speak? I was born um, right in basically the border of Macedonia and Bulgaria. So I grew up speaking both languages. And then I immigrated to the United States. I learned how to speak English, obviously. And then I took Spanish for about five years in school. I don't, I wouldn't say I know it fluently since I don't practice it as much, but I do know, you know, I have a pretty good working knowledge to get around. And then I went and I studied abroad in Geneva, Switzerland, where I learned a little bit of French and I can understand Russian, almost speak it fluently, but not quite. Very multicultural, I suppose you can say. That is amazing. So between the two of us, we got seven down. So I'll add in Vietnamese and then Southern. I was pretty much raised in North Carolina. <laughs> so I got a little Southern <laughs> That is wonderful. Well, it is such a pleasure to have you here. How is it like? So last year, a lot of queens had this pandemic to deal with with their pageant Mm -hmm. preparations. So has it just gone super sonic faster this year without so much of a shutdown with your preparation? Yes. You know, sometimes uh, the longer you kind of divide things up, actually, the faster the time goes, as much of an irony it sounds. It has definitely been helpful to get those extra few months to compete. Although for USA, I decided last moment to compete only because they extended or they actually delayed when the competition will take place by three months. So I figured that was enough time for me to get ready, given that I just came back from nationals at Earth. It has definitely been helpful in some ways, but also challenging in terms of Finding volunteer opportunities and just ways to get involved in the community has definitely been challenging. However, the internet has been a great resource. I think you are pretty prepared looking at your record. You're a two-time, two-time Miss Illinois Earth winner for 2018-2020. Now, what is the difference between preparing for Illinois Earth versus Illinois USA? What would you say is the biggest difference? I would say just the scoring system is quite a bit different. For Earth, you are scored based on a project before you even arrive to nationals. 
you are scored on an introduction video, you are scored based on how often media, these are all things that they look at. And I, I understand because you would want your title holder to be as committed as possible and consistent with their work. Earth is very serious in terms of platform development. I would say that's the number one thing that they're looking for and that measures somebody and puts you out there as a front runner if you do have a very However, for USA, they do take platforms seriously, but I would say that there's other contributors that are just as quite as important. For example, runway. So starting from gown competition to swimwear to interview, I mean, all of those are greatly impact your score. While for Earth, I, be- I think it has to do a lot of emphasis on your platform overall. There's a lot of points that go towards that. So I would say that's the main difference between both systems. And that's why we have pageant coaches who tell you these things and prepare you ahead of time. So you know where to invest your time more and score the highest you possibly can. You are so right. I have judged in the USA system and the America system, and they are very different. Even as a judge, I just, I see that even the style of interview is different. Even the interview outfits, there's a slight culture to each pageant system. And you're yeah. very smart to know about the coaches because not one coach is going to fit every system. And that is absolutely true. Today, someone at my job today said, well, what do you get coached on? I said, everything from my shoulders, my hips, and my gowns to my interview, every part of competition requires at least three or four coaches for me. I know some people have a different Oh, absolutely. I think as of right now, I am up to probably six or seven individuals who are working on different areas of the competition, I would say. And I like to, some people say it's not good to have too many coaches because then you have too many different opinions and it just gets slot. Now you get confused. What I do is I pull out the best that I think that coach brings to me and I kind of pull out the best in each individual and bring it into my experience. So sometimes I, I am the sole judge of what I think is best. And I just like to have a variety of opinions because at the end of the day, you have four to five, maybe even seven different judges who are all going to have different opinions. So I would like to capture as much of that prior to competing than later. Um, So that's kind of like my approach to prepping for USA system. And sometimes you can hear the same thing from two different coaches, but then you would hear it differently. I know that's happened to you, but I would hear, move your hips this way. And then another coach would say it. And I finally would understand what that first coach said. (laughs) Yeah, it would make sense. Yeah, I mean, some people, you know, communicate differently. And us as being, you know, the students in this scenario, we also absorb information differently. So sometimes a certain individual will tell you, so maybe your mother tries to tell you something and you reject it because it's your mother. And then your pageant coach tells you the same thing. You're like, oh, you're right. So, (laughs) you know, we just have to be kind of aware of our own um I suppose bias would be the word or just the way we absorb information and though we have to know ourselves and what is the most efficient way to teach us. Yes. Studying ourselves and competing against ourselves is probably the most important thing going into this. 
So your platform, I love it so, so much. It's you are enough. You are enough. And, and a lot of, I'm a girl, I'm a girl mom. I have two daughters. And I think that is such an important message, not only to send to women our ages, but younger women too. So tell us how you developed your platform, You Are Enough. Actually, you know what? The slogan came to me as one day I was actually in the shower thinking about, this was before I even competed. I wanted to have a strong platform. And the USA system is all about women and empowering women. So I definitely wanted to tie it in to that. And I said, what can I do or what has influenced me particularly to be here and to be empowered and to continue to, you know, um, follow my dreams? And at the end of the day, it's all women. I would say most of my coaches are women and they have empowered me. And as I was, as I was doing my thing in the, you know, I was thinking about all of this and I said, but why, why am I doing all of this? And the answer came to me and I said, because I am enough, I am enough to win. And if I can do it, anybody else can, it's just a matter of investing your time and energy, effort, resources, money, and all of that into winning, but anybody can really do it. It's just a matter of how bad do you want it? And how much are you willing to sacrifice and invest in it? That's really what it comes down to at the end of the day. How have you mentored all these women? You've mentored, gosh, I guess over 200 women at state lines. What's your type of mentoring that you do with this platform? I do all types of events. I don't have a specific protocol I go by or, you know, I partner with so many organizations. Um, The Queen Ambassadors is one of them. And um I work particularly with Alvaro and he's been kind enough to, you know, invite me in and say, hey, look, I have the girls. Would you like to speak? Because a lot of them are you know, women or I should say early teens, at a, early at a lot looking to get into the modeling industry or pageants. And he said, would you like to coach them? And I said, absolutely. So it started out like that. But then and, and I have a wide network of people I've worked with over the years. And I invited to more and more and more events, starting with fashion shows for little children to doing uh, yoga uh, on city rooftops and fundraising for Search for Water, which is coming up actually to this, this Saturday. We have an event and next week as well. And there's variety of events that I don't necessarily plan, but using my networks, I was able to touch the lives of so many women. And it has just been an incredible journey. How do you think doing all of this helped you with your journey, getting your master's? Because people tend to put pageantry separate from job and education. And I truly think that everything we do in pageantry is our skills on our university work and in our career. Oh, absolutely. Especially being in school and a grad student, you know, the proper communication skills or how to deliver a PowerPoint or some sort of presentation. And I, I think both go very hand in hand because as a title holder, you're consistent. Speak in front of people, give public speeches, know how to approach people of different age groups, right? And these are all skills that as a 
pageant title holder and you're basically not paid um, beginning, at least not that I know at the national level, it might be different, but you're not paid for it. But these are all skills that you're still using at the end of the day in your job or in your future job or, you know, in being as a grad student or undergrad students. That is a complete fallacy that it is not a job. Being a title holder is almost a full time job, I would say. Oh, preparing for it is a full-time job, I feel. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So you were on a mission with this. You are a platform representing Miss Oakbrook, and you are going to be continuing to reach thousands of women to develop their image and their self-esteem. What motivates you to do that? What motivates you to help women develop their image and self-esteem? It's kind of personal. It started with me and it started within me. And kind of going back to the idea I said of you are enough, a lot of times when I've competed in pageants before, I actually felt like I wasn't enough. And that really motivated me to keep pushing. And I think that what happens is sometimes when we lose, and it doesn't necessarily have to be in pageants. And Whichever area of your life something happens, you don't deliver or some sort of event kind of takes a toll on your confidence and your self-esteem. I want to be that person that lifts women and kind of brings them back on their knees and say, hey, I know you feel like this right now, but I promise you, if you put in the effort and the work and the resources, you will get there. And personally, before this, I've never felt so confident before. I'm just, you know, getting uplifted by other women who are coaching me has been such an incredible journey. And I want to be the person, that person for other women who have been in that spot before. And that's kind of what motivated me to go down that route. That is great. Now, besides your coaches, who else is in your tribe and your preparation for Miss Eleanor USA? My biggest supporters are, would have to be my friends. They're the ones kind of coming and supporting me. My family, of course, has always been supportive, but I've been involved in the pageant industry for so long now. I mean, I, I don't want to say like 10 years, but I've been in it for quite some time. And my parents are just accustomed to me always competing for something. And they know it, it's, it's a hobby and it brings out the best of me, motivates me to work out, to do things for my community. But definitely my friends are my biggest supporters, I would have to say. That's great. Because even our friends, when they learn about our platforms, they tend to share with other people. It's just something that's positive. One thing I love about pageant women and pageantry in general, it's just about uplifting people. And with your platform, you are enough. That can go across any person, gender, group. Absolutely. For everybody that they are enough. And with this pandemic, that's, hopefully going to be behind us soon. We are going through a time where we might not feel so great about ourselves because all these changes that we couldn't even help with the shutdown and staying home and maybe not being able to work out as much. And this is a wonderful reminder from you to help us with our self-esteem, with how we feel about ourselves. So thank you so much. And thank you so much for coming on our Business and Beauty podcast show. Now, to find you, you are so, so beautiful. When I first was introduced to you, I said, oh, she's so beautiful. (laughs) Thank you so much. Well, likewise to you. You're absolutely drop that gorgeous. Thank you. 
So your name is Christina with a K, K R I S T I N A. That is correct. D E C H E V A. And is that Bulgarian? Yes, I am native born Bulgarian and I am an immigrant. I moved to the United States um, when I was eight years old. Oh, wow. Wow. So you definitely had a transition. I moved here when I was six weeks old from a refugee camp as an immigrant. So. Wow. That's a fascinating story. <laughs> yes. My parents are both people from Vietnam and my dad was in the war. So they were floating five days and four nights in the ocean. So they Wow. So yeah, we are so technically our kids, if you have kids, they, they become the first generation Americans. So we are the true immigrants coming to the US. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time. We are so excited for you. It is in a few days with Illinois USA. And can we as audience members watch at all online or I believe it is paid to watch. Yeah. I will purchase the link, although I'm not sure how many people can view it at the same time. That's something I will need to ask and figure out. So we can put the link in your podcast so people can purchase a ticket to watch, right? Perfect. Yeah, I can absolutely do that. Great. So we will post that link and we appreciate you so much. So platform, you are enough. We wish you luck as Miss Oakbrook, Illinois. Going for the crown, Miss Illinois USA 2021. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate your time. If you enjoyed this episode, post a sweet review and visit us on Facebook and Instagram with Sweet Tea Nancy. For specific links related to this episode, check out the show notes. Now, go be the change. Be the light.